things of this world cause fear, intimidation. Lord, we set our sights on you. We know who we are. We belong to you. And I pray that there would be faith that would arise in this room tonight as we set ourselves on you. Jesus, you're welcome. Gotta look to you. I won't be overwhelmed. Give me vision to see things like you do. Gotta look to you. You're where my help comes from. Give me wisdom. You know just what to do.
control because God's in control. Amen. Hallelujah. I want everyone to stand. What a privilege it is to have Pastor Choco Wilfredo de Jesus come and share. He shared with our deacons and staff this morning. And I tell you, we were so blessed. And thank you for being at Saturday Night Prayer. I know he's going to be a blessing as he ministers the word. And I believe towards the end, he's going to lead us in a time of prayer. He has also brought his worship leader. And so he'll introduce him in just a moment. But Pastor, thank you so much for coming to Jacksonville. And thank you for what you do in sowing into churches and ministries and lives, literally in, in many places of our world. And God is using this man. Uh, he has opportunity. He has the ear of leaders. And I want to tell you, he takes a righteous stand. He takes a godly stand, a biblical stand. Amen. And I want us to welcome to Jacksonville Evangel Temple Church family, Pastor Wilfredo de Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Come on, give God a praise offering tonight. Oh, come on. You can give it to the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. He lives. He's not dead. I spoke to him this morning. He's not dead. Hallelujah, he reigns, he reigns. Praise the Lord. Before you sit down, I want you just to go to two or three people and minister to them and tell them God's going to speak to you tonight. Go ahead, speak to two or three people. Praise the Lord. I'm honored to be here. You may be seated tonight. You may be seated tonight. God bless you all. If you're visiting us here tonight for the first time, we're honored to have you. I'm honored to be here in Jacksonville, Florida. I was here earlier with your leadership. And um, tomorrow I'll be here at your early service. Invite your friends. And I'll be here at the second service. I'm going to be teaching on my book that just came out, um, In the Gap. And then Sunday night, you don't want to miss the illustrated sermon from Luke chapter 15. The cost of reconciliation, someone has to pay. It's an illustrated sermon. And so I, just, I tell you this so that you can invite your friends. You just never know what God's going to do. And then tomorrow, I'll share a little bit of my story and and how we started pastoring, started reaching the city of Chicago. But we're just honored to be here. I'm here with my lovely wife, Elizabeth. Would you stand, baby? This is my wife. 26 years married. June 11th will be 27 years. Hey, guys, take a note. You need to know these dates. You get points. Amen. And uh, she's a PK, pastor's kid. Her dad pastored the church for 35 years. And then he retired and went to Puerto Rico. And uh, still lives there, still loves the Lord, teaching and preaching to the glory of God. Assembly of God all his life. 50 years to the glory of God. I'm an ordained minister with the Assemblies of God. I love our fellowship. I believe, I believe that God will use this fellowship to usher in 
the return of Jesus Christ. Oh, you didn't hear me tonight. I believe, I believe that God would use the Assemblies God Fellowship, the largest Pentecostal movement in the world. The one fellowship, the only organization that still believes the Bible. That would not bend on issues. And I'm just honored to be an AG pastor. But more than that, I'm honored to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Hey, how many, how many, anybody here Hispanic? Raise your hand if you're Hispanic. Oh, wow. Praise the Lord. If you're not Hispanic, I want you to get used to us because we're, we're growing. And we're not going anywhere. We're 67 million in the United States. 20 states in our union where we're the majority of any groups, of minority groups. And there were two states, California and New Mexico, where we're the largest group of any groups of ethnicity. Is it possible, just saying here, Evangel, is it possible that God is migrating to this nation, Amen. a peoples that love him and believe in the sanctity of marriage? Amen. Is it possible? Because out of the 67 million, 28 million are Catholics, 19 million are Hispanic evangelicals. 47 million Hispanics in this nation that fear God and believe in the sanctity of marriage between a man and a woman. I'm just saying, is it possible that God is lifting up young men and women that love the Lord and that love this country? So I brought one of our, our worship leaders with us and uh, he's going to sing a song in Spanish. And he's got a CD that just came out. I want you to just enjoy this. You may not know the words he's saying, but you're going to love the music because salsa music is awesome. Anybody ever heard salsa music? Yeah. All right. Give your hands for it. Put your color. Come on. Put your hands together. Praise the Lord. Come on. Give the Lord a shout of praise. Come on. This song is called Vivo Enamorado. Everybody say, vivo, vivo. Enamorado. enamorado, means I love Jesus, I live in love with Jesus. Anybody here love Jesus here tonight? Yeah. Amen? Go ahead and put the track. Praise the Lord. There you go. Come on, crank it up. Come on, help me out with your hands, church. Come on. Vivo enamorado de ti, Señor. De tu amor incomparable. Cuando todos me rechazaron, estuviste ahí. Hablando, tu amor nunca me ha fallado, tu misericordia me ha alcanzado, te dedico mi canción por siempre, hoy vengo a adorarte, Jesús, 
Eres la fuente inagotable, mi Señor. Hoy vengo a adorarte, Jesús. Hoy reconozco que no hay nadie como tú. You can turn me down on the monitors and more music, please. Thank you. Vivo enamorado de ti, Señor. De tu amor incomparable. Cuando todos me rechazaron, y estuviste ahí a mi lado. Tu amor nunca me ha fallado. Tu misericordia me ha alcanzado. Te dedico mi canción por siempre. Hoy vengo a adorarte, Jesús. Eres la fuente inagotable, mi Señor. Hoy vengo a adorarte, Jesús. Hoy reconozco que no hay nadie como tú. Come on, can you help me with your hands? Come on, can you give the Lord a praise? Yeah, we praise the Lord. How many know that he is worthy to be exalted? Come on.
Would you stand for me, with me for the reading of God's word? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Psalms 42, verse 1 through 5. The presence of God. Psalms 42. When you have it, say amen. amen. Share your bread with somebody the next to you that doesn't have the word. And As a deer pants for the streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. Where can I go and meet with God? My tears have been my food day and night, while people say to me day and long, where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul and how I used to go to the house of, of God under the protection of the Mighty One with shouts of joy and, and praise among the festive throng. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise Him, my Savior and what? Together, my Savior and what? My God, you may be seated tonight. I won't talk long tonight. I want to just talk to you about the deer and give you a different perspective of the psalmist and his writing in Psalms 42. If you're taking notes, I'll give you four aspects tonight of what happens to a Christian when the presence of God is not with that person. Four things that happens in the life of a believer when the presence of God, when you and I no longer seek the presence of God, when we come to church and we just continue on as a ritual. But I'm here to tell you tonight that you're here Saturday night because you long for the presence of God. Someone say amen. amen. You long for the presence of God in your life, in your marriage, in, the, in your family. I want to tell you tonight that a deer, a deer searches for water until his, his thirst is quenched. And yet the psalmist compares himself to a deer thirsty for water. It is possible, Evangel, it is possible that the psalmist might have been watching a wounded deer and desperately seeking for water. And he immediately thought about his own wounded heart, his own dry season, his own desert experience. I'm here to tell you tonight that water is life for the deer. And the presence of God is life for your life. Amen. Did you hear me tonight? I need God's presence as much as the deer needs water. A deer goes through stages. When it's without water, a deer will begin to exemplify some symptoms when it doesn't have water. Watch this. Lack of water causes dehydration. Lack of water causes dehydration. I already told you that the presence of God is the same for uh, with the deer who doesn't have water. A person who is severely dehydrated will have problems walking and talking and focusing. It can even cause heat stroke when you don't have water in your system. 
Did you know, did you know tonight that 60% of the human body is water? 60%. Did you know that your brain is composed of 70% water? Your brain. Did you know that your blood is 83% water? What are you trying to say, Pastor Choco? All I'm trying to say is that you're made out of water. You don't need to be a scientist or a doctor. I'm just trying to tell you that you're made out of water. And if you don't have water in your system, you're going to dehydrate. Water is the only thing that you and I cannot manufacture. Our cells can reproduce themselves, but water cannot be manufactured. The only way you can put water into your system is by... Yeah. Not trying to be funny here tonight. It seems real simple. The only way you can put water into your system, hello, is by drinking it. And I'm going to drink some water tonight. Because I don't want to dehydrate. Anyway, cells reproduce themselves, but not water. It's ironic that a planet that is 70% water, yet people don't have enough water, clean water, to drink. Less than 1% of the clean water in this planet is freely available. The rest is tied up in ice and icebergs and glaciers and snow caps. What happens, Pastor Choco, what happens when a, a human being loses 2% of the water? If you're taking notes. What happens when you lose 10% or 2% of the water in your body. Here's what happens. Here are some symptoms that are going to happen. Watch this. Some of the symptoms that will happen when you lose 2% of the water in your body. Loss of appetite. Thirsty. Dry mouth. Fatigue. Just 2%. Chills. When you lose 2% of the water in your body, these are some of the symptoms. Well, let's increase it. What happens when you lose 5% of the water in your body? What happens? So here, you, you begin to increase a heart rate. When you lose 5% of the water in your body, headaches, extreme fatigue, nausea, cramps, muscle cramps, when you lose 5% of the water in your body, there are some of the systems. All I'm trying to teach you tonight about symptoms that you would know when someone is dehydrating. Now, let's increase it. What happens when you lose 10% of the water in your body? What happens? You're going to have a stroke. You better go to the hospital. You're going to die. If you lose 10% of the water in your system... You're going to have a stroke. So now you can imagine now the psalmist as he's writing Psalms 42. As a deer pants for the streams of cold water, so my soul long after thee, O God. In other words, I'm not even able to lose not 1% of your presence. If I lose 1% of your presence, I will die. Amen. I need you. 
I don't want to sing another song. I don't want to preach another sermon. I don't want to teach Sunday school if your presence is not with me. And there will be symptoms for Christians, for believers. There will be symptoms. Just doesn't happen overnight. What are the four things that happens to a believer? Or what happens to a deer? Watch this, watch this. Four things that happen to a deer, and it happens to the human body. Number one, when you are dehydrated, physically dehydrated, the first thing to leave your body is your capacity to see. You start hallucinating. When you are dehydrated physically, that's why you see in commercials of people are in the desert and they start seeing things. They're hallucinating a, 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 a lake of water. Because the first thing to leave your body is your capacity to see. And when the presence of God is no longer in your life, leaders, church, what leaves your life is your capacity to have vision for your family, for your children, for your ministry. You don't see anymore. As a matter of fact, since you are a Christian and the, and the presence of God is no longer with you, you go into places that you have no business in. Because you can't see and because the presence of God is no longer with you and because you don't yearn for it, because you don't seek it. That's why many people are walking into places that they have no business in because they are blind. Helen Keller was asked, what is worse than being blind? She says, having the capacity to see but have no vision. Some of us enter 2015 and we have no vision for our families. We receive the year 2015, but we have no vision for our lives. So imagine the deer. And you see Christian people walking like this too, bumping into things. Because they're spiritually dehydrated. And since they're spiritually dehydrated, they can't see. The second thing that leaves the deer or the human is the capacity to run. Did you know that a deer can run 45 miles per hour? Yeah. Did you know that a deer, when it has all its cylinders working, that a deer can jump 10 feet over a fence? No wonder the lion is looking and saying, I'm not going after him. Look at him. When a deer has all the water in his system, like a jackrabbit, that's why the lion gives up. The Bible says that the lion comes to kill and to destroy. Can you imagine the lion sitting and chilling? with the lionesses, and they're just chilling out, and all of a sudden, out of the woods, comes a deer who's blind, who cannot run, and the deer's coming right towards the lions. And the lions are thinking, free lunch? We don't even have to run after lunch. It's coming to us. And so it is with the Christian. Hey, 
Don't you think for a moment that Joseph wasn't a man's man? Just because he ran from Potiphar's wife doesn't mean he wasn't a dude. He ran because the presence of God was with him. And she tried to seduce him. And she, he ran out of the house because the presence of God. And when you and I are not in the presence of God, we're not at the capacity to run from temptation. That's why Saturday nights, you all, this is important. I need God's presence. I need to be prostrated before his presence. I need to be on my knees. God have mercy on my family. Oh, I love Job. Job used to pray to God for his children in the event that his children offended God. First thing to leave a deer. Is his capacity to see. The second thing to leave is capacity to run. You don't, you don't run no more as you used to when you got first saved. You remember when you got first saved? You used to run the church. You used to ask the pastor for the keys of the church. But you don't, you don't walk. As a matter of fact, you're walking funny. You walk funny. You're bumping into things. There's no solidness in your life. There is no direction in your life. There's no focus. Symptoms will always pop up. You could tell someone that's out of pocket by the way they walk. You remember when you first got saved and when it was time for worship, you were like, Woo! Praise the Lord! And today you are more dignified. That's the Lord. Glory to God. What happened? What happened to you? Vision leaves you. Your capacity to run leaves you. You no longer jump over temptation. Because you can't run. Third thing that leaves the deer. As you read Psalms 42. The third thing that leaves the deer. Is the capacity to talk. His mouth is dry. Did you know that when a deer is dehydrated, when a deer is dehydrated, is in stage three, he, he cannot warn other deers or talk to other deers because his mouth is dry. But what does happen in this stage to the deer is that the deer could scream, let out a scream. Ah! At that point, all the lions in the jungle are thinking, he's dead meat. He's dying. She's dying. We can hear it. Shh. She's, they're deaf con. You remember you used to worship? When was the last time you screamed at the altar? When was the last time you, there was a groan in you that you just, God! Hear our prayers, God. Don't become silent to this nation, God. We've offended you, God, as a nation. Incline your ears to our prayers, God. Where are the people who get the attention of God? Where are they? We have been dignified. We don't scream no more, Brother Joko. 
A deer, when it's at that stage, can no longer talk. Last stage. And then we're going to pray. Do you know what happens to a deer when it's in stage four? A pores. The, the pores of the deer opens up and sends out a smell of death. Smells. His skin opens up, shoots out. Death. There are some people in churches, they just smell like death. They're dead. No vision. Can't run. Can't even worship no more. When you get by them, they're like, you smell. You better, you better get to the to the water. And here's the good thing. Here's a good thing, church. Here's a good thing, church. That when the deer finds the body of water, he, he's not like a dog. You know, the dogs, we, we've got two pit bulls at home. Well, actually, I don't have any. My daughters have them. Well, well, she lives with me, so I have them. It was her idea to get the pit bulls, but uh, you know how that happens, right? The parents now have to take care of the dogs. So when the pit bulls, they drink water, they lap. Not so with the deer. Because use your imagination. And here's the deer. Here's the deer. Use your imagination. Struggling. And when he finds the body of water and touches the body, the deer does not drink. You know what the deer does? He jumps into the body of water. And he knows, I better get this smell off my life. And he takes a bath. And he bathes in the water. When, did, when was the last time you bathed in the presence of God? Where God removed the smell out of you? When was the last time that you, you jumped into the presence of God and said like Jacob, I'm not going to leave you until you bless me. Until you touch my life, God. The deer bathes in it. Gets the smell of his life. And he begins to drink. Then something happens to the life of the deer. When the deer begins to drink, his capacity to see returns to him. Vision comes to him. He can see the predators. He can see the enemy. When you're in the presence of God, you can see the devil coming a mile away. When you're in the presence of God, you can see the temptations of the enemy. When you're in the presence of God, God himself will protect you. He starts drinking water and all his muscle is now functioning and he's able to jump and worship and dance before God. Stand with me, stand with me, stand with me, stand with me. Come on, come on, come on. I know, I know, I'm a visitor here. Get out of your seat, come on. Meet me up here. Meet me up here, everybody. We're going to be here for a little bit. Come, come, come. When God, as you come, come, as you come. As you come, God, take this smell off of me. 
God, I want to see. God, I need your presence. My son, my daughter. Oh God, tonight I bathe in your presence, God. I'm not going to leave out of here until you touch me, God. I'm not going to leave this prayer session until you move in my marriage. Until you heal my eyes. Help me. Help me. There's got to be somebody here that's in stage three. Somebody here in stage three that said, oh, God, I want to see. I want to worship again. I want to dance again. I want to dance. Oh, Satakarababash. I want to see. Open my eyes, Lord. Open my eyes. I yearn for your presence. I yearn for your presence. I need you, Lord. I need you, Lord. Oh, God. Come on, church. Come on, church. Move the gates of hell away from your family. Move the gates of hell and ask God. Tell God, I want to see. I want to run like I used to run. I want to worship like I used to worship. The devil is a liar. You're not defeated. You're a child of the living God. And he has sent me to Jacksonville, Florida to tell you, jump in. Jump in his presence. Jump in and bathe and, and begin to take a bath in his presence. Get the smell of death out of you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, somebody, 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 somebody right now, come on. Begin to let out that cry in your heart. Remember, you were known as the weeping prophet. You were known as the weeping prophet. Yes, Lord. Yes, save this nation, God. Cover Jacksonville, Lord. Cover my family, Lord. I want to see. I want to see. the whole set the tone in your family set the tone in your family and say like Joshua as for me and my house we will serve the Lord we will worship the Lord Too far, you come too far. You come too far. Just 
like you used to something's wrong you're walking funny ask God to help you to walk straight ask God as a deer pants for the streams of cold water so my soul long after thee oh God I'm not going to leave you until you bless me, until you touch me, God. Come on, tell him, tell him. 
Hold him to his word. Come on, lift your hands with me tonight. Oh God, I pray tonight over your children. They love you, Lord. They love you, God. Sweet spirit of the living God. Jesus. Walk by them right now. Walk by her, Lord. Walk by him. Let him know his work is not in vain. Walk by. Walk by. Pass by. We need your presence, God. We need your presence, God. This country needs you, God. Forgive us of our iniquities. Forgive us of our wickedness, their God. Forgive us, God. We've turned. We've turned. But we cry out. We cry out from Jacksonville, Florida. We cry out to you, God. As we begin to get your presence, God. We cry out, dear Lord. And we say, save us, Lord. Save us, Lord. Hosanna. 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 Yeah, yes, come on, lift your voice, lift your voice, open your mouth tonight. The devil thought he had you shut up, the devil thought he had you silent, but he's a liar, he's a liar, open your mouth and begin to worship, yes. children I don't care how old you are begin to worship young people no matter how old you are come on just begin to thank God thank God thank God there's a church that still loves his presence of God, sickness has to leave. Diseases have to leave in the presence of God. Depression has to leave in the presence of God. Suicide thoughts have to leave in the presence of God. Chains will be broken. There'll be deliverance in the name of Yahweh. He is Yahweh God. Lord, 
because then all we would have is church in a building. But we want his presence here. We want his presence here. And his presence would be transformational. That tomorrow when people come through these doors, now I know pastor, he, I haven't even told him what I want to do now. But I believe, and this is what I do in our prayer time, I want people to walk around just for two or three minutes, walk around the building and begin to lay hands where people are going to sit tomorrow. You have no idea who God is going to send tomorrow to this building because his presence will be waiting. So as we continue to worship, as we continue to worship, I want you just to walk around two or three minutes, and then I'm going to end with prayer, and I'll turn it over to our pastor. Just walk around the facility and begin to lay hands and trust the Lord. One may be your son or your daughter may come tomorrow. You have no idea. Come on. Trust the Lord. Ask God to use your hands. Pray for that seat. Walk through and ask God His presence that there would be a residual. God can do the impossible. He's not dead. He's not dead, church. There you go, up in the balcony. Trust the Lord. Trust the Lord. Watch what God can do. Come on. every chair trust the Lord that tomorrow people will come to Jesus tomorrow people will come some may be your family members your sister your brother who you're calling tonight come and watch God do an amazing thing come on sing one more time how great submit to you this time of prayer we thank you for your presence we thank you that tomorrow lives will be transformed we speak into existence those things that are not though they were we thank you that this place their God will be filled with your presence your children stand together we stand together and we welcome you this is your church. We don't want to have church tonight or tomorrow if your presence is not here. We thank you. Family members, there will be restoration. Marriages will be restored. We thank you because your presence is real. We thank you. In Jesus' name, come on, put your hands together. Begin to praise God, Pastor. Pastor, I want you to just tell the congregation what you're ministering again uh, tomorrow morning and tomorrow night because we want you in all three services tomorrow tomorrow morning 
the two services in the morning, I'm going to take you to the book of Nehemiah. The story of Nehemiah rebuilding the city. It's not enough just to pray. We must act. Jacksonville needs to be rebuilt. I'm going to show you. Prayer is good. I believe in prayer. We got 24-hour prayer in our church. But we hit the streets of Chicago to reach souls. So tomorrow I'm going to show you how he prayed, how he planned, right? How he moved forward towards Jerusalem. And then tomorrow night, tomorrow night, Sunday night, I want you to invite your friends. I'm going to take you to Luke chapter 15, the cost of reconciliation. I'm going to share with you tomorrow night about the prostitute ministry we have and how we have paid to gain one hour of their service. How I paid for one hour of their service so that they can hear a man, a man about Jesus Christ. We'll tell you about over 522 women who have been delivered because there's a church that's willing to pay. So that's what's going to happen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.